Hey everyone, I'm Mark Bowers with Bowers Home Inspection. Um, just want to thank InterNACHI for um, approaching me to, to do this webinar. I'm very honored to do so. And I love these webinars. They're, they're just beneficial for all of us, inspectors, realtors, or anybody just wanting some knowledge on uh, components of your home. So yeah, definitely want to keep them coming and uh, so we can all learn from each other. But again, thanks to, thanks to InterNACHI for that. Um, So again, yeah, my name is Mark um, Bowers Home Inspection here in Billings, Montana, and um, been doing home inspection for about two years now. But I chose to talk about roof gutters and drainage. Uh, I think it's kind of mainly just gutters and drainage kind of gets overlooked sometimes. Thinks that it's kind of you know, less of a defect to worry about when really it uh, it plays a huge role in a lot of different components of the house. So I, I think it's super important and that's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, if anybody has any questions, feel free to um, ask them during this webinar. I, I don't mind, we don't have to wait till the end. Um, I know we all forgetful and I'd rather you just ask up front and we'll pause and uh, yeah, go over it. So definitely ask away. Um, so a little bit about myself um, and the business. It's a local family-owned business, like I said, here in Billings, Montana. Um, I'm the sole inspector, the only one. So my wife, she um, does do a lot with the business as well, as far as marketing and client relations. And she goes over the reports at night and stuff. You know, we go over all that wording and fun stuff. She loves, she has just as much uh, excitement as me with home. So. Uh, it's definitely a joint effort with that. Some of my experience, uh, just a little bit about that. Uh, I used to build when I was younger. We kind of did, just me and a couple of guys, did new home construction, custom homes uh, from the ground up. So I got to see a ton of stuff firsthand um, early on and uh, definitely sparked my curiosity. And it started back then when I was younger as far as... Um, a goal to, to flip a home. You know, I started watching those shows and that was always a dream of mine to, to flip a house. And I, and I finally got to do that about four years ago. Uh, a friend of mine and I, we bought a home, renovated it, sold it, and luckily, you know, profited through it and everything. We learned a ton and would love to do more. But uh, some other experience I have is just through investing. I have a few long-term rentals um, and vacation rentals that my wife and I, we manage, maintain, and um, definitely pride ourselves on being good landlords and maintaining those homes to be, you know, tip top shape. And, and that, if any of you know, have rental properties that that takes a lot of work when you have people in and out of your home and it's not always treated as, as well as you would like, but in between those tenants, you got to bring it back to life. So we're constantly working on that. And, um, but definitely again, love, love dealing with it. So and then, so between the two of us, my wife and I, you know, we have a ton of experience in real estate transactions and just a diversified kind of um, amount of knowledge with just homes in general. So, and then obviously through InterNACHI, all the coursework, becoming a home inspector, my continuing education, all the courses that they offer, they're just wonderful. Anytime I have a question, there's the forums, um, we can connect through social media, um, you know, it, just other InterNACHI members, or even if they're not InterNACHI really, but 
uh, again, love their, their coursework and they get to help me anytime I, I have a question. So definitely have learned a lot through them. Uh, one thing that I definitely tell all my clients is that, you know, I just want to build a community of informed homeowners. Um, that's very important to me. And I don't just want to do, you know, an inspection and take their money and, um, you know, thanks for the business and move on. Um, definitely want to show them how to maintain their home. I have this, the Now That You Had Home Inspection book by Ed Uh If you don't give those out to your client, I highly suggest that it's a few dollars. And uh, like Ben says, you know, just take your price up a little bit or something. But it's definitely worth it. Um, everybody has been super happy that I give those books to. Uh, realtors love it. So, and that's just, again, parting more knowledge to the homeowner, uh, even if it's not their first time buying a home. Uh, a lot of people just don't know what all it, it takes to, to maintain a home. And uh, it's just a lot of work. So as we all know, but um, along with that, so I use Spectora reports and I think that showcases the house definitely really awesome uh, phone tablet computer you know anything it's very user friendly um, and then showing you know kind of showcasing the home at that point in time as we all know that's when the inspection you know we're just inspecting at that point in time but I really want to give you know essentially a, a user manual of my client's home so the good and the bad taking tons of pictures um, with that book they have the knowledge I always tell them they can reach out to me down the road doesn't matter when hopefully I can maybe save them a service call you know just as simple as somebody who doesn't know how to change your furnace filter um, instead of spending 100 200 on a service call I can just walk them through that you know I can pull up pictures from their house and and really go through it with them and, and maybe help them out. So again, that's that's kind of where I pride myself on my business to maybe separate myself out from others I don't really know, but um, just informing those buyers. So with the reports, um, I always tell people that I get them within 24 hours. Uh, Spectora really you know guides through as you're doing an inspection, you can set it up how you want and, and it's very smooth. And um, I only inspect one a day. I just, I did two a day for a little bit um, when I had to, and it was very overwhelming. I like to just focus on one house a day. Um, sometimes even with that report, I'll send it the next morning if I wanna just sleep on it. And um, some of these homes can get very overwhelming with the amount of defects that we find. Uh, so just a little about the importance of the roof gutters and drainage. Uh, the sole purpose is, you know, to shed that water away from the home. Um, of that surface area of the roof definitely collects a ton of water. And um, if we don't have the proper gutters and drainage and everything, it just, it, it definitely, you know, falls through one component to the next and really does damage to the home, as we all know. So um, also just protect from all of the outside elements, whatever, you know, inclement weather, hot, cold, anything. So um, as you can see in the picture here, you know, even the overhang, the eave is important to just give us that little bit extra um, 
push away from the house, you know, protection to protect from that water coming down. Uh, the downspout extension, we need that uh, minimum five foot away, and that needs to be directed in, in a proper manner, you know, not just pointing wherever, um, not towards your neighbor's house. I've, I had a pretty interesting run in with that as far as they had proper drainage at this home, but it was the way it was pointed was just flooding the neighbor's yard. If we just diverted it kind of a little off to the side, it was going to save their yard from flooding. So that was actually a really nice instance where I was able to uh, talk with the, the homeowner that had the issue, but then also my client, um, because the homeowner prior, he, he wasn't willing to help the neighbor out, and, and this one was. So hopefully I got happy neighbors there now. And then, like I said, providing a barrier from one component to the next, because once that water gets in, it's just going to just keep eating away until it shows itself inside or um, really puts a lot of damage on. And by then it's, you know, very expensive and sometimes too late to save some things. So uh, some standards of practice, the inspector shall inspect from the ground level or the eaves, the roof covering materials, gutters, downspouts, vents, flashing, skylights, chimney, other roof penetrations, uh, the general structure of the roof, and we're required to describe the type of roof covering material and also report as in need of correction, um, any indications of active roof leaks. What we're not required to inspect, um, a lot of people don't know, we're not required to walk on any roof surface. And I think most of us do for sure. Um, I definitely get on every roof that I can. I feel like I have a good, um, you know, I know my limitations with getting on a roof. Like the other day, I just had a real narrow kind of two foot strip along the edge because uh, we have snow here in Montana right now. And but I was able to get up on that edge and at least find a couple defects, get a couple good pictures of, uh, you know, overhead up on the roof and everything. So, but had it been completely covered, um, I definitely offered to come back at a later point in time. Hopefully we get snow melt, you know, before that contingency deadline for the sale and um, can get back there to, to take another look. Obviously we can't go out too far, but, you know, I, I definitely offer that to the clients because we want to inspect it fully. And when that snow is covering the entire thing, it's, it's hard to see much. So I'm not required to predict the service life expectancy or how approximate age of the roof. Um, that's a definitely a tough one. I get asked that all the time, but I mean, it's so hard to tell an age of a roof. Uh, this is from InterNACHI, just kind of a life expectancy of roofs. So at least, you know, normally we're dealing with asphalt, uh, architectural shingles, and you can say, okay, 30 year lifespan on it. If the home is 15 years old, we can make an educated guess that, okay, that roof is only 15 years old, but uh, we do have a lot of hailstorms in Montana. So um, we definitely get new roofs pretty often here. So uh, not required to inspect underground uh, drainage pipes, remove snow, debris, or other conditions that prohibit roof surfaces. I get asked that all the time with snow, you know, like, do you, can, can you brush the snow off and inspect the roof? And that's very time consuming. I'm still not going to be able to walk it. It's still going to be slick. Um, 
even when there's just on a metal roof, for instance, when there's just dirt and dust on it, it's it gets pretty slick up there. But um, not required to move insulation, inspect antenna, satellite dishes, de-icing equipment, walk on any roof that appears um, to be unsafe or that may cause damage. Um, see that a lot on porch overhangs. Definitely, you know, improperly fastened to the structure or rotting wood because they didn't use treated wood and definitely don't want to walk on them or just an old roof in general the sheathing underneath is bad and um, I had one actually um, I don't think I have any pictures handy just kind of came to mind but I had one I it was a very old roof and I was like ah you know what I think I'm not going to walk on that one and I'll check on the inside it was a garage and uh with a cabin on the property but so I went in the garage and it was completely burnt on the inside from a fire so had I just like gone up on the roof before looking on the inside, I think my gut told me something on that one. I was pretty happy that I didn't get up there. And then uh, not required to warrant or certify the roof, confirm proper fastening or installation of the roof covering material. That one kind of might shock some people, but uh, you know, we, we just can't inspect what we can't see, right? So all that fastening under the shingles, um, we can see underneath the sheathing and that there's fasteners, but we can't see the location of the fasteners if that felt paper is correct or anything. Uh, I just had a question here, Dan. Do you have any? Do you use any safety equipment when walking on the roof? Body harness, special shoes. Um, I don't actually. Here in my neighborhood um, and the next door neighborhood, I kind of most of the homes. Um, actually have those little D loops at the top of the roof and I've been meaning to get some safety equipment to, to tie off. So great question. Um, definitely would be beneficial as far as roofs that don't have those. I mean, yeah, not much you can do there. Definitely get yourself a pair of good shoes. You don't want that real aggressive tread that's going to, you know, damage the, the roof surface and peel a lot of those granules off. So, um, but yeah, no, great question. Thanks for asking. Um, Standards for the exterior, just because we were going to talk about uh, vegetation surface drainage, um, required to inspect vegetation surface drainage, retaining walls, and grading of the property, and not required to inspect geological soil conditions, uh, erosion control, wastewater treatment, septic, drain fields. Um, I do kind of keep an eye out for those drain fields and septic systems and everything. I mean, I'm not, you know, inspecting that, but um, we definitely want to look at the drainage direction on it. And, you know, if we can tell where the well is and where the septic system is, and if it's draining towards the house or draining to each other, not far enough spaced out, I definitely want to point that out. But So here I'm going to go into some common roof defects. Um, this is kind of what I see in my area as far as what I'm calling common. Um, you guys might see different things, but here in Montana, this is what I see a lot of uh, exposed fastener heads all the time. Um, just, I mean, at least it's a super easy fix, but I wish, you know, I saw it less for sure. Excuse me. Uh, delamination and that kind of goes hand in hand with hail damage. I think sometimes, you know, we got to be careful with that delamination, what I call it. Some of you might call it something different, but just kind of that granule loss 
Um, this home had a ton of spots. I can show you some pictures, but, um, and I believe this one was from hail damage. I didn't see the, you know, little dents in the roof that we typically see with hail damage, but I think it happened a while ago and kind of provoked that, that granule loss. Uh, and here's an example of hail damage. It's tough to get a picture, but this flat membrane roof definitely showed it, um, showed it well. Kick out flashing, that one's a big one. Um, super important. Um, wish Again, wish I would see more of it because that one really does some damage. I have a bunch more pictures that will go into each of these a little bit more. Ice damming and counter flashing. Some of the common gutter defects that um, I see, uh, see a lot of gutters draining onto the roof. Here's a good diagram by InterNACHI, just whether it's like an end cap on that gutter section right here, that's just flowing out the gutter and onto this roof and down, or if it's an actual downspout dumping down onto the to the roof like that one. Leaking gutters, typically see that on corners like this one here. Um, that was just like a perfect timing thing. Like we had some rain and then it all dried up, but there was still a little bit left in the in the gutter here and it was dripping down and I you know, noticed the wet spot on the ground first before I even got up on there. And there was a mass amount of caulking in there to try to block it, but still had a leak on it. So missing gutters, you see that very often too. Um, whether it's on, you know, an overhead section of roof like this one, uh, you know, draining down onto the next one, or if it's just the main section of the house missing the gutters overall. So either one, they, you know, they both have their side effects for sure. Missing downspout extensions, you know, whether it's completely missing, I'm not sure if this one was in the snow um, or they're all stacked up nice and neat in the garage, you know, doing nothing for anybody. Um, or they're just laying right next to it because they mowed and, and didn't put it back, but definitely see that one all the time. Gutters filled with debris, granule loss. Uh, this one was pretty good. It had so much, it was almost like compost in there. Just been in there for a long time. I think it sat vacant for a while too, but you know, huge trees all around. Um, so a lot of, um, things falling down onto the roof and washing down into the gutters. You can see here, we had a little plant and I think there were like three trees, you know, little trees growing out of the gutters. So that was pretty funny. I had to take a picture of that for sure. Um, and then with that, you know, you're getting so much weight in there and you're gonna start to put added stress on everything um, or even come winter time, if your gutters are full like this, um, your water's got to, you know, got to go somewhere too, and that'll pool up in there and then it freezes and then it pushes back up into the shingles and gets that ice damming going and, and really does some damage. So something as simple as cleaning your gutters, that's, again, that's seems so simple, but everybody just kind of passes it. Not everybody, but a lot of people pass it off as, no, I'm not going to do that this year, but it doesn't take long to, to damage more. Improper missing fastening. Um, right here, just missing a fastener on the gutter. So what I like to, um, 
tell everybody when I'm doing, you know, uh, oh, lost it here. Just when I'm recommending, you know, a specialist to come in or something like that. I just want to see, does it tell a story, you know, a bigger story of anything? I, I, I definitely recommend the specialist. You know, I'm not the specialist. I'm a generalist. So I recommend them when need be, but if we can stay away from it and, and kind of maybe see what, what's the bigger issue here. Um, so this one, I had a good example. No, I'm not sure why that backtracked. So this was a garage floor and had a crack all the way through the garage floor. And in our area with our, our soil and clay and everything, we see a lot of concrete cracks everywhere. It's very well known. Um, it's kind of talked down as far as how, um, how bad it really is. You know, we're gauging the cracks and again, does it tell a story? And, and this one we'll show you here. Um, so this is coming through the wall right here in the garage. There's this little patio and the crack came all the way out through onto that patio. I kicked up that carpet and saw it and it was kind of hidden there, but I saw the edge of it. And yeah, that was a, a very big gap for sure. And then if we go across the yard here, it's just like a little probably eight foot section of yard over to the uh, foundation. We had a crack right at the corner of that window. Follow that one step more inside, and we had a uh, you know repaired crack that went all the way down to the floor. And you know, I showed this to the client, and you know, him and the realtor were thinking like, "Oh, structural engineer," and here it's like six, seven hundred dollars for that. Um, definitely, if they wanted to go that route, they definitely can. But our issue was we had no gutters on the on the garage um, and negative grading around it, so. That's, you know, kind of recommended that as far as let's take this step first and fix this. I mean, most structural engineers are going to just guide them in that direction. From my experience, um, initially, just say, let's fix the gutters, let's fix the drainage, and then we'll, we'll see if we still have an issue or anything like that and repair those cracks and some common vegetation and drainage defects. Uh, negative drainage, you know, the picture you can see in positive drainage, negative drainage, just sloping back away towards the home. And then we get that uh, concentration of water in the soil, eventually eating away into the porous concrete, cracking it, and then eventually water coming into the home. Garden boxes, definitely see that one a lot. Um, here we'd have a box and then it's just a huge collection for whether you're manually watering it or just the collection of rainwater, definitely just sitting in there and then coming back again to your foundation. Vegetation against the home. This was by far my best example of that. Um, and I had other people tell me like, oh, it's so beautiful though. And, um, just, yeah, huge no with that. Um, you know, create your garden space outside in the yard, not, not, not against your house like that. So this one was fun. Definitely huge uh, inspection restriction. The, it took me a long time to find the gas meter. I was surprised it wasn't, you know, 
a little bit more visible with them reading the meter and everything, but um, it was definitely tucked away in there. Sunken areas around the home, uh, whether it just be from, you know, geological features and, and sinking down in, or uh, this one was actually, there were, I think like four outside dogs and there were pits dug all along the house. Um, still doesn't matter which, you know, which cause it's still a collection point for, for water and putting it up against the home. Uh, I have a question here. How would you word on the reports or recommendations for the cracking going on due to the gutters? Yeah, great question. That's uh, definitely took a long time. Um, whoops. Sorry, kind of backtracking here. Sorry about that. Um, but no, I, I kind of word it as far as if they would like further, um, you know, evaluation from a structural engineer, that's kind of up to them. Um, like I said, our initial issue is, is the gutters and everything. So um, I'm going to pull up, I wonder if I have it handy here. When I come upon that house, I might not have it pulled up, sorry. Because <laughs> um, that wording took me a while for that one. So yeah, great question, but um, not leaving it up to them. I mean, I am the expert and you know, I still recommended that if they seek further evaluation that they could definitely hire that out. However, initially I would suggest that the gutters be fixed, the drainage be fixed. Let's get that water away from the home and monitoring it um, because the you know the home was I think 50 or 60 years old. Um, so monitor it and then if it's still changing or we want just further verification like hey are we still good here to to get that structural engineer in there. Um, and also in the meantime repairing the cracks um, professionally not just you know sometimes we can just squeeze some caulk in there but um, getting some rebar reinforcement if need be for those bigger ones. Um, and then here I want to go through some of my reports. Um, I always loved when, you know, Ben or whoever did kind of just showcased a lot of pictures. So this is how I learn and kind of we get to see each other's work and stuff. But um, so yeah, I'm just going to go through some reports here and uh, stop me if you have any questions on anything. But they all kind of correlate with what I just, those common defects that I found. Um, we talked about exposed fasteners. This home was three years old, I think, and it was covered by an HOA. So the client actually, you know, was kind of going to asking to not inspect the exterior. Like, why do we need to do that? But I, I told them, you know, if we have a, certified inspector inspect and then you have an actual report it can be pretty handy as far as showing that to the HOA and like hey we do have some issues here you know it's not just me climbing up and saying we have some issues so it's happy they did because every single fastener on that roof um, did not have any caulking all the ridge caps um, found a few you know random ones that were just nailed a little far down 
and then even I can't remember how many plumbing vent pipes there were, and then also the passive vent pipes. So I think we had two, or, I think three nails in each one, um, in each vent. You know, so we had a ton of exposed fasteners on that. And again, new build HOA, kind of pass it off, but glad to find that. And then here is the gutter fastening defect. We were missing two. Two fasteners there right in the middle of a pretty long run so i mean there weren't trees nearby but if we get some water and you know it freezes up if it's not sloped properly and um, just get that extra added weight on there and definitely start sagging and the more it sags the more collection points and and all that so even though it's just real super simple and quick we, we need to address it and fix it Uh, this was my example of the delamination. It was kind of tough to see some of these pictures. Um, that and hail damage is always real hard to capture. This little run of roof right here was probably the worst. I'm not sure if that was from installation and they were because it kind of came down real, real close to the ground there. And, you know, that was the pathway everybody took up the roof, but um, definitely large areas on this roof all over again kind of hard to see but you can see the uh kind of difference in the color there it's definitely faded bunch of flashing flashing defects and exposed fasteners on that one as well uh, here we had hail damage on this house. This was the example I showed you, the flat membrane roofing there. Um, again, hard to capture, but you can see these little dimples in the roof all over. It's very noticeable. Um, took the pictures that I needed, um, and but the realtors were aware of it. Everybody knew about it. Like I said, we get hailstorms pretty, pretty often here in Billings, and it's like almost every five years people get new roofs and gutters and exterior. Um, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I'm not sure because sometimes we get kind of outside uh, construction companies to come in and kind of take care of these things real quick. And sometimes it's really poor quality and, and we see that on inspection. So even though it's a newer roof and everything's been replaced, um, we definitely see some defects just with the craftsmanship of it. So um, there's just a damaged flue gas vent pipe, pretty beat up there. See those pretty often, even when the roof's been replaced, nobody wants to replace those out. Um, this home had a pretty bad gutter defect. So this is a pretty aggressive slope right here. And we were missing the extension and it was just kind of curling around and, and really pooling up right here. I was surprised to see we didn't have a crack in the foundation. I don't remember the age of it, you know, maybe due time if that, that gets left, that uh, extension gets left out for longer, we might see it. But um, even better yet was this one. I don't have the greatest picture because of the vegetation, but they had the extension on and it kicked against the side of the house. Um, I think it was even, you know, I think it was even more than five foot. They had a huge extension, but um, not only is it against the house, but they punctured holes all through it to water their um plants there so they i'm sure they thought they had a genius idea of doing that uh, when in fact that's just awful we don't 
you know, we don't even like vegetation against the home because you're just watering against the home. Um, I know a lot of people do it, and, but we can still slope it away and kind of minimize our watering and try to do it. This is putting a heavy amount, you know, all that roof water coming down. Um, that was a very large roof too, right there on that side, so. Um, somebody asked, do you recommend a new roof when you see hail damage? Uh, again, with the wording, right? We have to watch our wording for, you know, CYA and you know, our own liability, but um, usually it's known. Um, I don't think I've had a roof that had hail damage and wasn't known by the realtor. So they were already working on that. Um, usually the, the owner of the home fixing it prior to the sale. Um, if it's really beat up, you know, is it, it kind of depends on how, how beat up everything is, right? So uh, if it's unknown, I guess that's going to be a, a new thing for me to kind of inform the buyer and, and word it a way of, you know, getting a new roof. But um, it's definitely has damaged it. And then kind of how we saw with the delamination, like I believe that roof was hail damaged and wasn't fixed probably who knows how many years uh trying to think when that one was built but uh how many years since that hailstorm and it just kind of started you know having that granule loss but yes i mean ultimately when when it's hail damaged we, we usually need a new roof it's definitely uh Shorten the life expectancy of the roof, right? This home, I had a great example of missing kickout flashing. Um, I always try to take videos too. I, I don't think it's going to come through on the speaker, so I'll just explain it to you guys. But um, here, so there was the garage, or sorry, I'm standing on the garage. Look, and then this is the house roof. And this whole side of the house is draining right here into the little uh, gutter right here. And we were missing that piece of kickout flashing, you know, against the side of the house on the roof. Not only are we missing that kickout flashing, but we're taking all of that extra rainwater from this gutter and it's directing right here and not diverting into that gutter very well plus all the roof runoff water coming over on the side here. And this was wood siding. Um, it was also, uh, we didn't have the proper clearance right here on the uh, roof siding. And we had a lot of damage to that siding. But so here's down on the ground, as we had that downspout right here. Um, and all of these little end caps were like pulled off and we had moisture damage and that rotten wood uh, came down to the trim work right here. That board, since it kind of has that ledge, you know, and the water sat on it, it just ate that away really fast. And then there was even such a high concentration coming down on the corner that we had on the concrete was, you know, eating away and spalling and stuff right there due to all that uh, water falling on it. And the backside was the same. Um, more staining, the siding wasn't as damaged, I think just because we didn't have that corner piece like in the front, but still definitely um, damaged exterior. And I think this one was worse. I was surprised to not find inside the garage because it was actually like tucked away here, right there. So 
I mean, obviously we need to put this down to the ground or hook it into this gutter here. Um, I would have at least seen it up on this roof surface right here and not literally tucked right against the house. I think that was probably done for aesthetics. There's a little close-up picture of it. So that was definitely heavy amount of water runoff coming right into that little corner. Again, with the exposed fasteners, uh, here's a missing downspout extension. We see these little pans all the time. They don't they don't kick water far enough away from the home. They're only, you know, a couple foot. Half the time they're sunken down into the ground and kind of back draining against the house, or you know, they've just been kicked or moved and it's they're not doing anything. So I don't I know we don't like to usually see those. Um, a lot of debris in this gutter. There was a huge pine tree here. I got a picture of it. Um, hanging over the roof. I mean, we had branches touching the roof, so I called that out. I do like to call out and mention um, when there is just a tree like this. Because, you know, some people love having it, but they might not be thinking about the damage that it might cause. So I just love to bring it up. Okay, like, hey, you know, plan to either trim the tree or plan to, you know, expect damage if we have a big storm or anything like that. Uh, but definitely calling out the branches, you know, touching the roofs themselves. I can't remember who it was on social media I had a really good video of just a small branch and it was overhanging a ridge. And um, there's a newer roof. But he was actually there during, uh, you know, it was, it was the wind was blowing, and so that tree was moving, and it was, you know, rubbing on that ridge cap of the roof, and it actually grooved out that ridge cap. And uh, he's just a great example of this is why we call these things out. You know, it's not just oh, hey, there's a tree branch touching your roof, like just so you know. But I mean, there are many ways that it can cause damage, added moisture, bugs and insects and everything. But no, that was excellent. Um, really good find on that. But the main thing with this home that I had an issue with was this was an attached uh, one car garage here with an extremely low sloped roof, uh, metal roof. And we had a good gutter on the edge of it. But on each side, so the main house, you know, this side was draining over here. And then this side of the, the entire side of that. Uh, section of the roof was draining over here. And let me go back to this picture. You can see all the buildup of ice and water. I mean, kind of just from general collection, but also I could tell that that water was kind of, you know, pooling backwards and, and ponding up on this roof. So uh, I took just a little video for him, but, you know, just explaining, you know, tie these gutters in, either drop them down on the side of the house and divert them away or just tie those little sections in because that might overload that, that gutter run there. Um, or you can even run them down, not go into that one, and then just run them down on their own to the ground. Many different ways, but either way, just that mass volume, I, I think it was kind of just because of that real low slope was kind of pulling back on, like I said there. Um, this home, we have a 
missing kickout flashing, beautiful brick home. Actually was surprised to see it wasn't very old, but you know, we didn't have any step cracking or anything going on. There were a ton of examples, um, all sorts of different angles of this roof. But as far as, yeah, just missing kick out there, missing a gutter coming down onto that roof. But the one that I really wanted to point out was, Let's see here. This one here, the, the downspout needs adjusted, I said. Um, you know, they have these leaf guards put in place of the gutters. And this was a pretty big section of roof up above, draining down into this gutter. And obviously, we like to see a little, you know, straight shot down to really divert it directly down into it. Um, but what the issue was is kind of how it was pointed. I thought I had a closer picture here, but um, oops. what the issue was, was uh, it was kicking behind the gutter, you know, that, that high flow and it's not directed down. It was kind of shooting sideways like that. And it pushed behind the gutter and it started damaging this fascia board. And now we have exposed wood on there and in due time, it's going to start rotting that out. But just fix that little extension it'll be good to go here again with the missing gutters see that very often here um people don't like looking at the gutters or they just don't think that it needs to be because it's hitting this roof but when you see an older roof that's like this you can see a trail of aggregate loss you know from all that rainwater hitting down on it Um, this home was a multi-unit home. You can see it has a gutter right here. And then they skipped a section for whatever reason. And then behind my arrow, can't really see it. There's a little like 10 foot section on the end, but there was a big middle section here that was missing the gutters. Um, we had a sidewalk, uh, you know, a few feet away from the house. And then negative drainage. I mean, to me, this is like a garden box, like just all that water collecting right there and that. I never like seeing those sidewalks unless you really have the built up soil kind of draining off, off the sidewalk, you know, outside of it. But um, down inside the home, the room was about right down in here on that side. Inside one of the bedrooms on the lower unit, there was a crack all the way from you know, the ceiling where the window is all the way down, um, the paint starting to peel off, huge moisture content on the wall. Look, you know, a little closer here, damaged trim. And then we even had damage on the floor, separation of the flooring, and again, moisture content. And that one, the um, I was able to actually talk to the tenant, and they they knew there was actually water present, you know, last spring or something with heavy water flow. Not sure what they did to. I don't think they did anything to kind of fix the issue, but um, again, recommending that gutter. Um, I believe I did recommend structural for this case, um, but again, just fixing that gutter fixing the drainage and it's going to go a long way. It, like I said, it definitely does, does its damage. And 
you know, we wait long enough and, and then here, just like this instance, it's it's showing itself in the house and, and actually flooding the home. So, but this home had a ton of cracks all over um, in the foundation because um, it was supporting a garage. There's a foundation supporting wall in the basement, supporting the garage above that was um, blowing out really bad. And so, yeah, we needed a structural engineer bad in this home. Um, just trying to remember here. We had some delamination on this one, granules in the gutter. Definitely have to be careful on that one. Um, you know, I said this isn't always a sign of an issue. It might just be from the initial aggregate loss from the install. However, I did find a lot of delamination spots. So I, you know, did note like, hey, we need to clean this out of the gutter too, because that's a lot of added weight. But definitely if you see that, you know, be mindful and uh it's not always a bad thing. It might just be from that initial install. But the big thing that I noted with this home was uh, we had a little section of roof by the garage. It was just a valley on the other side here, but we were missing a gutter and that little piece of kick out flashing to put it directed into the gutter. I mean, it seems silly, little tiny piece, the little roof structure right there. Wish I had an image from above, but I don't, I don't believe. Um, and then same thing with the other side. So on each side of the garage door. And so I, I noted that first. And then if you go into the garage itself, I had on each side of that garage door watermarks in the sheetrock. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't crumbling and falling down through yet. Give it time. It definitely would be there. But um, yeah, so that just proved my point. Like, I know it's just a teeny tiny little piece of gutter, but we need that kick out flash in that gutter again to prevent this water from coming into the home. <clears throat> I just had a couple more here. Again, ask if you have any questions. If you weren't here at the start, don't, feel free to ask as we go here. I'm not, uh, I'll have to wait till the end. Um, This home, I had, let me see, I'll go to this first. I had ice damming on the roof. And here's just my image, if you don't know about ice damming. But, um, you know, once it starts, it definitely starts pooling water up behind that ice. That freezes, it gets pushed up under the shingles, and then it starts coming down. You know, once it gets under the shingles, it's done, and, and we have water in the home. But so this home I inspected, the roof was completely covered with snow. Um, so I wasn't able to get up there, but I did get, you know, at all the eaves and, you know, looked what I could, but I had intentions of coming back to it for sure. And I did get to it. It thawed out like four days later and I found a handful of defects. So I was really happy I got back. But here I just have two images of the ice damming that I noticed just there's pretty thick chunk of ice on the edge there, just um, heavier than normal, but also um, uh, yes, Dan, sometimes I do put my ladder against the gutters. Um, I definitely try not to, or I put like a material on it. Um, but actually this one, I, This one I was able to like set my ladder up 
you know, not up against it. If I can do that and just climb up and walk up on, I definitely like to. Um, but yeah, that's, that's tough to, I think I need a different ladder. I don't know, but um, I like to just, like I say, put a cloth on the top of my ladder and lean it up against there. If that's kind of why you're asking about kind of scuffing up those gutters and stuff. But um, back to this ice damming, I, the house had a whole house um, fan and massive fan, just had kind of louvers. And I could tell, um, I could feel the breeze in the home and up in the attic space. So we were definitely had a huge uh, heat loss from the home into the unfinished attic. And um, so I think that's why we were having that ice dam, right? Ventilation kind of heat loss issues. But let me go back to the roof here. What I found out when I went back when there was no snow was it had quite the lip on the edge of this roof. And in some areas, it was a lot more prominent than others. Um, let's see my other pictures here. Here, this one had a pretty good bowl to it. And then you can see the only thing that didn't melt was that backside right there. And there was still ice sitting in that little bowl. So this one was tough with wording, you know, I, do you recommend that, you know, we must have a sheathing issue at the edge there. Can't get in it to kind of see in the attic if there's damage all the way in the corner like that. Um, so that was a tough one, but still noting it for the future repairs. You know, when the roof does get replaced, when the shingles get replaced, let's kind of correct that. Definitely, you know, inform the buyer on that one and um, talk through it with him. But thought that was quite interesting. Here was the, the uh, vegetation against the home. That one, they said that one was pretty good. Um, that there was actually rhubarb, the biggest rhubarb plant I've ever seen. Um, here's the other shot I had in my slides. And then the side here, um, and it was kind of pushing up into the fascia at some areas and um, the electrical, <clears throat> excuse me, it was climbing up, you know, their lattice and getting up into this corner. Just have another question. It was more about denting the gutters with your ladder and then the current owner blaming you for denting the gutters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a pretty small guy. It doesn't dent it, but still I'm very well aware of that. And like I said, I do try to anytime I can to not do that. Um, but sometimes I, I, I just feel like it's my best option for securing it. Depends on where it's at, but definitely if you can find a better place to put your ladder and and definitely do so because yeah i always like i said i always worry about even that little scratch you know somebody like me who's very meticulous with my home like i would even notice that like oh hey i see where you put your ladder up there so like i said i try to use that cloth or um, i thought about putting just like securing little pads because my ladder is a little different it doesn't have those rubber end boots on it or anything um i don't have the big uh 
arm frame. I don't know what you call it there for the ladders to go up against the side of the house. Um, obviously with this home, you know, with the vegetation, like this one was a, an investment property. So they had all intentions of ripping that out. Um, we had a lot of grading issues with it. Here we had, <clears throat> excuse me, this was a garden bed. You can't really see it inside this lip here. And there were patio stones all laid out um, on top of there. No longer a garden bed, still a collection of water. And still from over time, um, we had a ton of cracking throughout that. And then you can even see that the sprinklers were, were hitting against the brick uh, multiple places around the home. But so that's a good example of those garden boxes and why not to do those. Maybe I do have. Yeah, we had a lot of step cracking at this home and uh, the water standing from the sprinklers hitting it. And we all know what that does to, to the home. So I believe that was all I had. Um, if you guys have any more questions, uh, definitely shout them out now. Um, thanks again, Internachi, um, for any home inspection needs. They're they're amazing. Their website is great, uh, internachi.org, and they have all sorts of useful stuff, not just for home inspectors, but um, Realtors or anybody just looking to maintain their house, they can get on there and, and view certain material and stuff. Um, here's my website, BowersHomeInspectionMT.com and Instagram, BowersHomeInspectionMT. Um, feel free to follow. I try to post informative content, but I definitely, um, definitely like trying to connect with people on there and seeing things. I mean, we're all in different areas, but it's all very similar and you get some great conversation going. So definitely reach out if you have any more questions, um, whether social media or, or anything. Um, Cause yeah, I'd love to chat. And uh, once again, thanks again, Internachi for having me on here. Um, had a great time. I really enjoyed it and looking forward to all the other webinars. So thanks guys. Bye.